Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider Baseball and Softball Podcast. Um, I'm Marty Millard, joined by Mitch McCumber. And Mitch, uh, we're kind of, we're hit the month of June. Uh, a lot of innings being played right now. And, you know, a few makeup games out there because of the rain a little bit. So pitching staff's dealing uh, with some of those situations. But uh, pretty soon we'll be talking about the stretch run here and postseason play. But uh, we wanted to go ahead and start off this week's show talking a little softball. And uh, I'll let uh, Mitch lead the way. But uh, just before that, I uh, wanted to thank Bob Rose for this segment Um Bob and Terry do a great job over at Bob Rose. Please check out all their locations, Point After, North End Zone, and West Side Pizza. And we're very grateful for their support. But uh, Mitch, uh, taking a look here in Sioux City East, uh, 11-3 right out of the box. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the boys on the other side are doing pretty well for yeah. the, the Raiders. And mm-hmm. girls are, are stepping up and, and doing the same thing as well. They had their first game. Uh, against Sergeant Bluff, uh, they were supposed to have a doubleheader. That one got rained out, just like the guys' second game did as well. Mm-hmm. Dropped that one, and then kind of got back into the into tracks. Then swept West, beat Lewis Central, uh, lost to a Spirit Lake team, and then really rattled off uh, a really impressive um, resume from then on out. Only had one loss against a pretty good West Monona team, but handled everything in conference, and that's what you need to do, obviously, as uh, the the time goes on. And you look at it, and we talked a little bit before the podcast, Marty. You're going to hear mm-hmm. a lot about this. It's a lot of underclassmen for a ton yeah. of these teams. A couple of seniors on Very a couple of rosters. And, and, um, and their kids are taking on major roles. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and doing good in as underclassmen. I'm sure a lot of them got some playing time last year, mm-hmm. you know, as freshmen and sophomores. And they're, they're making the most of it as of right now. Uh, but just for, for hitting stats, I'm, a, I'm more of a hitting guy. I know, yeah. Marty, you like to do a lot of the, the, the pitching-wise. But, yeah. you know, for an average for this Sioux City East team, they're hitting 432. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's that's right around, mm-hmm. uh, if not over, where you want to be as a team. Got uh, a couple girls hitting here. Um, Bradley Hempy hitting 618. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Olivia Menser hitting 592. Yeah, so almost two, sophomore, yeah. Almost two hitters hitting 600. And then, you know, that's not even to, to talk about uh, Bella Gordon, who's hitting 577. Yeah. So I got girls hitting the crap out of the ball right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, total of six home runs on the year um, through 14 games. Right around you're sitting about a home run every two games, which is pretty normal yep. with softball diamond. I think a lot more home runs are hitting softball than baseball. Just a shorter field and you just the girl, the way the girls are throwing nowadays, it's coming in a lot faster with velocity. And obviously that ball comes in faster. It's going to get out faster. So um, a lot more home runs hit than than in the uh, on the baseball diamond there for sure. But, yeah, you talked about it. A lot of uh, – of, of RBIs, hits, innings on yeah. um, the pitching uh, mound as well, taken up by lower classmen, which is just going to make this season and then next season yeah. better for this conference. I mean, you look down the list, it's junior, sophomore, sophomore, junior. There's two seniors on this roster, which mm-hmm. are the, the focal pieces and the captains of this roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, even when they're not, let's say they're in a bit of a slump, you have an eight or nine even rotation behind them that's hitting just as well. Uh, Easts to start the season off at 11 and three. They're in uh, basically the driver's seat for uh, their schedule. Um, they took that early loss to Sergeant Bluff. They will have three games against Sergeant Bluff. 
Um, I believe at SBL later in the season, would love to see those games and how those turn out for East. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you had mentioned uh, Briley Hempy um, and Olivia Menser. And just between those two, there's 40 RBIs. They have um, six gals with double-digit RBI totals. Unreal. So, I mean, when they're getting on base, they're they're getting girls in scoring position. They're bringing them home. So, um, really impressive. And then uh, as far as uh, the circle over there on the mound, uh, right now, sophomore Lexi Plath. Uh, five and two, three point five three ERA um, has done well, and then uh, Hampy as well on the mound at five and one with a three point nine two ERA. So yeah, um, playing well, and uh, I look for them to continue to play play well, um, which leads us to our next team here, uh, Bishop Helan, sitting at nine and four currently. And uh, I'll go ahead and let you do the rundown, but um, jumps off the page, senior Ella Fitzpatrick, uh, batting four sixty five, Mitch. Yeah, and I think the that Helan does a good job too, obviously, of having a multiple multiple dimension in rotation, um, with batting average and in pitching as well. They have a couple girls hitting over the four hundred mark. Um still some girls kinda get their, their feet out of a slump. But then in pitching wise as well, um they have about three uh three gal rotation. They use uh uh Marion Frizee and then uh Angel Saw. A lot more, um, but uh, Nora Seeley has gotten into the rotation as well. So you know they had 68 strikeouts on the team uh, on the year with 69 hits, so almost a one hit per strikeout uh, f- for the the inning um, or for your your at bats, which is pretty good. I mean, you get yep. you get a girl on, you get the next one in a strikeout, and then you have a double play scenario um, going on. As long as you're able to keep the runner um, at first, or if they get a double, keep them at second. You obviously don't want them getting farther into scoring position because yeah, there's always a chance of pass balls. And obviously your softball bases are so close together. It's really easy yeah. to get to advance more than one base on, a, on an extra base hit. So um, they're doing a really good job as of right now. They're nine and four. Um, their four losses um, that, that I have on here um, are Remsen St. Mary's, who is a really good baseball and softball team. Um, they lost the doubleheader against Sergeant Bluff, which in the first game they were actually leading at one point, came back. Um, from behind, and then they also lost to a really good MOC Floyd Valley team too. But other than that, two out-of-conference losses, two in-conference losses, so only lost two in-conference. You're right there in the mix with East and Sergeant Bluff. Nothing to hang your head about. After that loss to Rams St. Mary's, you got a really good win against Kemper Catholic, 10-1, and then a dominant win against Lamar's, 16-5. to So, um, And then, obviously, they had a doubleheader and then won against Lamar's, uh, a 4-0, I believe, would right. have been a, a closer to a – a rain out score the other day as well. But, you know, they're, they're, they're cooking with uh, some good momentum right now, obviously, after, like I said, after the loss on uh, the fourth early part of last week. And, uh, you know, they're going to move into the, the thick part of their schedule, as every other team is in yeah. the, the month of June. And we'll really see how this, this team plays out. Um, again, with just like we talked with East, you lost two early games to Sergeant Bluff. Yeah. You want to get those two early games back uh, in the, the month mm-hmm. of June to round out your – um, your 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 season series against them and split, right. um, because you know it's going to come down to it. I think that there's three top teams in this conference. That's going to be East, Helan, mm-hmm. um, and Sergeant Bluff. There's a couple other teams right. that can th- kind of throw their hat in the wrench. Um, North a little bit, some AL, um, and, and some teams like that. But I think those top three teams are going to be all fighting for position. It's going to be really who has won against the the other two. 
the most is really who's going to win the conference. So just got to kind of button up there if you're healing and keep riding what you've been doing in the month of June and keep it going. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, they were, they were ready to take that next, that next step last year. Um, I believe they were 26 and two or 26. Oh, yeah, they're unbelievable. Last and then year. they were upset by Okaboji yeah. um, last year and that ended their season. So I'm sure they're looking to uh, get some revenge there in the postseason. Um, and then now we'll check in with North uh, head coach, Brent Eicholt. Uh, he has no seniors. Um, there's no seniors on this North roster. Um, very young roster. Uh, they're currently three and seven, and uh, you know they're struggling a little bit. But he's a good coach. Uh, I know Brent personally. I played baseball with Brent at North in high school. Um, he's a very good coach, good communicator, and uh, Natalie uh, Rasmussen, sophomore, uh, batting 43 with six RBIs. It just looks like they're having trouble getting some gals on base here. Um, as uh, Jocelyn Vote, um, she's an eighth grader, batting 333, and then uh, junior Lauren Clark 333, uh, Carly Benton uh, Jr. 227, junior Lauren Woods at 296, and uh, you know uh, the leading RBI getter right now is Natalie Rasmussen. So um, learning on the fly here at North, uh, but uh, look for good things here as the season continues on. And, you know, they're capable of tripping somebody up here this summer as well. Yeah, and looking at their, their roster and their schedule, it's you can almost shut your eyes and be like, is this the North baseball team? Because North baseball has gone through the same thing. They have a lot of underclassmen. This is going to be a year of more rebuilding, getting people into situations they haven't been in before. You're starting basically – I mean, there's a lot of juniors on this class, on this roster, but you're basically playing a JV roster right now. You have yeah. a lot of girls that are inexperienced – and you talked about bringing some eighth graders up. There's yeah, a lot of she's freshmen. She's playing short. The Vogel is yeah. playing short and, and, and as an eighth grader. As yeah. an as an eighth grader, that's I mean it's quote unquote the position to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for for her to to fill up the middle of the infield like that as an eighth grader is huge. Obviously, votes the confidence the coach has with her. Yeah. Um, but if you look at their their schedule, you know they they lost a couple games in conference that um, they probably could have had back. They played two close games against Helan. Uh, five to nine and three to eight. I think they could have gotten one of those games out of them. Lost a close one-run game to River Valley. Uh, mm-hmm. Went on, swept West, lost to East, beat Lawton Bronson, then came out and then lost to Sergeant Bluff. Mm-hmm. So they're, I mean, schedule or schedule right now. Why is they're sitting at three and seven? I think towards the end of the year they could be sitting right around 400 mm-hmm. uh, when the record comes out, which on, on a team that's basically just in the, the chalk it up as a rebuild right now yeah. is nothing nothing bad at because you're going to see all these juniors that get experience and, and, and level of playing with the rest of the, the class yeah. that are juniors. Yep. All of a sudden, you know, you'd be like, hey, I remember seeing uh, her on the, the mound last year. She likes mm-hmm. to throw – this, this, and this, and you can time up pitchers and stuff the second time you see them around. Yeah. Um, so I see that this this North team going on the up and up, like I said, um, and I, as you alluded to, when you get runners on, you got to get them over into scoring yeah. position because yeah. you know nothing is worse than getting two or three runners on an inning and then stranding them out there. I mean, you have mm-hmm. runs available, and the close games that they lost, if you just drive in one more run, yeah. that's the difference between a win and a loss. And then a, a year that North is going to have in this year 
it's a huge momentum builder for them. All of a sudden, now you you know you get an RBI and and your your batting average is up a little bit. You have more confidence coming up to the plate, and who knows? Next time you see a curveball, you maybe not sitting on it. Uh, maybe you you take it and take a, a get a little ahead of it and drive it into left field. You never know. Yeah. Uh, but I think that North is is slowly gaining uh, momentum, and they're they're yeah. going to be just fine. Um, I don't see them making a ton of noise, but they're they're definitely a team that if you sleep on, the, yeah. they're they're going to upset you. Yeah, exactly. And you know, not only should they be excited about playing right now, but you know, if they have a vision, next year is the year for them. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm thinking. So yeah. Um, and then uh, on to uh, Sioux City West. Um, West having a little bit difficult time. Um, they uh, have been in some tough games so far this year, and uh, you know they're they're trying they're trying to compete. They're just undermanned. Um, we talked about how young their roster is. It's basically built out of freshmen and sophomores. Yeah, it's a. I was and gonna say it's a freshman yeah, team. Yeah, it really is. So, um, you know, unfortunately, they're taking their lumps right now. But uh, you know, they'll they'll get better in time too. Um, and then Woodbury Central down uh, Highway 20, uh, checking in at uh, three and four. They've had some great teams recently, and. Uh, you know, a little bit of a slow start for them. Um, I'll let you kind of hit on some numbers here for them, though, Mitch. Yeah, so they, they started out the season uh, just like the boys did and lost a close one to Alto Aurelia. Um, they, their score was a little higher, 11-12, um, to 12, so lost by one run there. Went, bounced back, played a really good uh, a good Lawton Bronson team, won 12-3. And then all their losses, they just haven't been able to sustain runs. Uh, lost 5-8, to 2-8, to 5-7, to seven, and then got in the win column against River Valley and then a really good OA, or a decently good OABCIG team, 15-1. Uh, to 1. And, and they're hitting the ball pretty well. An average, yeah. A team average of 344. They have a couple gals um, hitting in, in the higher threes and even some fours. Uh, you know, uh, Sammy Bates hitting 444. You have uh, Kenzie Joe hitting 455. And then uh, Olivia Hessel hitting uh, 542. So, yeah. you got some gals hitting hitting the crap out of the ball. Um, it's just going to really rely to them on, on their pitching. And they have uh, a gal um, in Sydney Fickbaum who's got 16 strikeouts. The rest of the team, 20 combined. So, the, uh, they have to get more production off the mound and hold their opponents to, you know, you know try to get a 1-2-3 inning because they can put runs on the board. Yeah, It's just going to be – you got to hold your opponent to one less run than you score. I know that would be said sounds cliche and it's easier said mm-hmm. than done, but in the in the game of softball, when you're playing against someone you like opponents and you have a decent amount of seniors on this roster, I think uh, as I count right now, about five seniors on the roster. They played a lot of ball. Yeah, yeah. you played a, enough ball t- together to where mm-hmm. you know you got to do your job, and mm-hmm. then you maybe have to do a little bit more, uh, yeah. you know, and fill in some of the gaps for some of these younger gals. Um, which they'll get over time. But, you know, I think just really for them to hone in on the, the mound and then drop a couple of the ERAs and maybe even try to find a, a gem on someone they haven't pitched a lot yet or, or need to, to pitch a little bit more and just get some innings out of some girls because I think after the season goes on, you know, you can't ride one ace the entire season because once you get into – the tournament play, you can pitch them the first game, but you're not going to have them the second game right. uh, if you want to save them for the third. So I think that for, for Woodbury Central, they're in a good spot right now. I mean, obviously, record-wise, they don't want to be sitting at three and four, but early in the season, the girls' softball um, you know, hasn't really gotten full swing underway. Right. Woodbury Central plays a smaller schedule anyways. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but for them, just to really in the month of June, just really kick it into gear, get your ERA down, keep hitting in the pace you're hitting, maybe get some of the girls that are in a little bit of a slump out of a slump, Woodbury Central will be just fine with where they're at. I think they, they got their little niches out and, and stuff uh, in the beginning of the season, and they're, they're swinging with hot bats right now. So I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, agreed. Um, and that leads us to our, our final team here on our softball update. Uh, we're going to talk about Sergeant Bluff, who's off to an 11-2 and two start. And, uh, you know, amazingly and probably uh, unquestionably missing probably one of their better players, um, Skinner, um, due to uh, the knee injury. And, uh, you know, but there's a lot of girls here picking up a lot of slack. So, um, I'll let you kind of break it down here, and then uh, I'll handle I'll handle the pitching end of it, Mitch. Yeah, two losses on the year, and uh, you got the the key win against uh, East to start the year off, and the two wins against Helan, those top uh, two teams in the the district, like we talked about. Um, huge wins for them. They did uh, suffer a loss to West Pinona, mm-hmm. and then um, also dropped a game. Um, Early in the year to Esther Bellinga Central has a really, really good softball they team as good. well. Um, pretty decent baseball team too. Uh, Esther Bellinga Central also just won a basketball state tournament as well. So they got something yeah. in the water going up there. Exactly. Uh, need to need to go try some of that. Um, <laughs> but they, they got some they got some seniors, Addie Mosier and, and Addie Brown. Um, both do a, a really good workload for this team. And then you also have uh, a senior in um, Isabel Henneman who, who's playing some good ball too. But this is a lot of a lot of juniors and some freshmen that are really taking yeah. – um, Chloe Buss is hitting uh, the, the crap out of the ball I've seen, Riley Fitzgerald. They have a lot of, of gals that have played some ball together um, mm-hmm. on some travel ball teams. Mm-hmm. And they're just – I mean, they're just getting timely hits. Uh, I was watching the healing game. They were up by – couple three or four runs then down by two runs and you're like all right how is this team going to bounce mm-hmm. back against a team that lost two games in conference last year right. two games total last year and what do they do they come out in the the sixth inning and they just knock five six runs in and win seven to nine mm-hmm. so this team is battle tested um you know obviously the injury to, to skinner is huge um one of their top i believe pitchers to start the year mm-hmm. um but you've gotten you've gotten a lot from van kelsbeck from herps from ochre and from crooks uh, you know, the, this team doesn't let a ton of runs go across. Um, and what they let in runs go across, 33 earned runs on the season, um, which is pretty pretty decent, if I might say, yeah. um, against some of the teams that they've played. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they've driven in 107 runs themselves. So, you know, obviously that you play the law of averages, that's going to win you a lot of games. So really mm-hmm. impressed what I've seen out of Sergeant Bluff. Obviously the injury does uh, suck for them. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know – if I were to look at this team in the beginning of the year to where they're at right now, you know, I could have seen them having a couple more losses. So where they're sitting yeah. at, I think is is excellent for this Sergeant Bluff team. Yeah, and I remember the the girls' basketball team uh, rallying um, behind that injury and then eventually ending up uh, in the Wells Fargo Dome there yeah. to, to uh, complete their season at State. So who's so, going for Dodge Bound, maybe? Yeah, we'll see. could be, could be. And uh, one, the other guy I wanted to mention here was Elise Evans-Murphy, shortstop, uh, 429 currently, 16 RBIs, and she leads the team with six doubles. Um, and, you know, the work getting done on the mound is by freshmen. Uh, Emma Crooks, 5-0, 1.22 ERA. And another freshman, uh, the Ocker gal, four and one, four point four zero ERA. So um, young in spots, but you know this is this is a good team that's 
building momentum and gaining confidence here as the season plays out. Yeah, nothing more than you want is two freshmen wheeling and dealing on the mound. Yeah, just, exactly. just to get you know you yeah. have four more years or three more years of yeah. of your aces on the mound. I think Sergeant Bluff's in good company for softball for I years to come, so. especially if you got uh, two of the top pitchers in the the conference right now pitching for you, and they're only freshmen. So yeah, crazy. And uh, credit uh, <laughs> credit a lot of you know. AAU tournaments and things like that for the development of these younger kids um, and just summer tournaments all around as eighth graders, seventh graders. So, you know, as quickly as things are moving here from, um, you know, JV to varsity, sometimes they're just rolling right into varsity softball. So there is a lot of talent in the area and uh, we're happy to discuss it. Absolutely. And I, I'm not going to take off of anything for, for softball. There's some some baseball to to cover as well. We have we went through a, another weekend in the conference and some yeah. bright spots to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, we'll just go through here. Um, our 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 leaders for averages. Skyler Hansen. I don't I don't know if he's stopped hitting the ball. Yeah. Uh, but a 521 average for for Sioux City West, just absolutely destroying the ball, hitting 500. Um, Joy Pedraza. Hitting the ball well. Ian Gill, I feel like that's a name you talk about anytime you talk yeah, about Heelan. Right. Um, Cal Eckstein hitting the ball well, 419 average. Um, a lot of these teams that we're talking about hitting the ball well are hitting not only just hitting leadoff, but they're hitting in the middle of the order too. The so order, you're getting yeah. you're getting less at bats than to, to start off, but you're still hitting the ball extremely well. And that's putting these teams into good position. Uh, but I mean you look at it, there's a lot of guys. Um, AL's got three guys in the top 10. Mm -hmm. um, Sergeant Bluff has uh, a couple guys in the top 15. Heelan looks like just plaster all over this top 10. Mm -hmm. Lamar's, West. Uh, you got some guys in, in conference that are hitting the ball really well, and you don't see East on here. And, you know, at, at a time you'd be like, well, that's you know, surprising because mm -hmm. East has hit the ball extremely well the yeah, last yeah. couple of years. But what East doesn't might not do so much in – on the, the the diamond for hitting, they make up four for pitching. And they've yeah. been one of the better pitching yeah. units the entire year. Aiden Hawkup's done his job to carry the team. Mm -hmm. um, I, I believe is the right now the, the pitcher with the most wins in conference right now. Yeah. Uh, senior Cole Johnson, the, the little lefties, he's, he's done a good job this year too this summer. Yeah, and, and right now, uh, as the season goes, East is at 13-4, and four, Heelan 10-7, and seven, Sergeant Bluff 10-5, Council Bluffs AL 8-7. and seven. Um, You got West at 8-6, Lamar's at 5-10, and 10, uh, North at 5-14, and 14, and then uh, Council Bluffs TJ uh, still to find their first win. But you look at one through four, tie through four, so mm -hmm. you have six teams total, um, or five teams total, excuse me, in the, in the top five. Any of those teams can still win conference. West has has a split against Sergeant Bluff. They would need to then uh, beat East twice, Sergeant Bluff to our East twice, Heelan twice, and then play in Sergeant Bluff. Beat them again twice. They still have a chance. You know they're they've been right. hitting the ball pretty well. Sergeant Bluff lost those two um, conference games, uh, so you know they're just outside of the mix there. But I mean East with only two conference losses, both of those or excuse me, one of them being to. Um, one of them being to Sergeant Bluff, they still have that game. I think that's up in, in uh, right. considered a tie. So we'll see how that game plays yeah. out. Um, and then you have Heelan with six losses in conference, um, but they have a better record outside of conference to where they could even almost be in fifth or fourth place behind West. 
Uh, Sergeant Bluff with only three conference losses. AL, a sneaky team that hits the ball really well with only mm-hmm. four conference losses. And, and we're, we're just getting into the thick of it. They're basically on rotation two of the conference. So everyone's already seen everyone twice through the conference slate. That's a good um, point. And, and now you flip over, and this is really where your money's made. Yeah. Uh, you know, no pun intended or anything. But if you can roll through this la- la- latter half of – the the June slate getting into your your sub state play and you could knock off all but maybe even go walk out of there with maybe two losses in your conference mm-hmm. thing you're probably gonna lock up conference yeah uh, with, with just the way that's going I think a lot of these teams the second time through um, you probably already threw your better pitcher at them the first time I don't think you're gonna want to throw it the second time because why waste an arm on that right. um, probably get some more development guys up in there. And it's just going to be a dog-eat-dog conference. I think really right now there's four, five teams if you want to count West, but there's really four teams that can win this conference. Mm-hmm. East is obviously in the front runner, um, but Sergeant Bluff, if they pull it together, could win this conference. Heelan, after they're starting with four or five straight losses, are right yeah. in the driver's seat to win right. the conference. AL um, just split with Sergeant Bluff at home or on the road. They have a chance to win the conference. Um, I, I think it's going to be a really fun latter half of this uh, MRAC season to watch in baseball for for these boys. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you talked about all these hitters we have. I think it's going to come down to whoever has the most depth um, on the mound. Um, Absolutely. I really think that, you know, Absolutely. as the season moves on, arms get tired and things like that. So some games get out of hand just because you got to, you know, piece things together. And, you know, I always – I watch the weather, you know, one, because I'm an old man, and then two, I mean, I always think of pitchers because pretty soon they got to make up these games. I was just going to say that, yeah. yeah. So it it may not catch up with you right now, but that train's coming. You just can't see it yet. So whoever can rebound uh, successfully pitching um, down here, uh, down the stretch, is probably going to be the team that will come out on top. Absolutely. And you talk about, well, we talk about the top two teams in the conference right now. Uh, East has to make up that rainout day against Sergeant Bluff. Correct. You play two and a half games yeah. against Sergeant Bluff. Yep. Or, I mean, if you're Sergeant Bluff, you play two and a half games against mm-hmm. East. Now, you're, you're probably going to have to go with the pitcher that was on the mound during the game, which I believe was um, Hawkup for um, the Raiders and uh, Brody Blake for Sergeant Bluff. For Sergeant Bluff. Okay. Um, so you ride with those pitchers probably till. Till the end. Well, now early in the game, like so, let's say the game's on a Friday. Yeah. Early in the week, you can't pitch Aiden Hawkup or Brody Blake yeah, because right. if you waste their innings, they can't pitch. Do the you next. recall what inning that game was? Started? I believe it was like the third. I thought it was because it, it, if it was yeah. past like the fifth, then they would have called it and, called and it been done. Yeah, um, but then, but you go to think about it, then. So if they pitch the 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 second half of that makeup game, they're mm-hmm. probably not pitching the next two. Right. So then you have to get four, in a sense, new arms for <laughs> yeah. the next two games. That's a good point. If teams even, don't I, have enough that pitching, didn't occur to me until you said. If teams don't have enough pitching, because that's the Sergeant Bluff East game is not the only rainout that happened. Yeah. There's multiple games mm-hmm. where people are going to have to play three games in a row yeah. against competition, and that's going to go for both both sides, softball and baseball. Yeah. So and that's going to be a really good point because in a game like that where you're playing the top team in the conference, you can't just be like, ah, oh, we'll throw a freshman. If we lose, we lose. No, you have to win that game. Yeah, you got to win. That's a pivotal game. So so that's going to be a huge deal here coming up in those those triple headers. If you have, you know, double headers are hard enough for some teams. Yeah. But now you got to go and play three games. It's going to be yeah, going to be brutal. tough for pitching. Yeah, it will. 
Well, uh, that'll wrap it up for us for this week. Um, next week, we'll check back in and to update both softball and baseball uh, once again. Uh, just a reminder to stay tuned to uh, our Siouxland Sports Insider Twitter, um, Taryn Davidson, our new uh, uh, media gal uh, for Siouxland Sports Insider, has been doing some good work on TikTok and Instagram, so find us there. And we're going to be rolling out uh, some high school football um, coverage here uh, within the next week or so, too, to kind of build up and ramp up towards uh, towards kickoff here in August. And for those who are uh, football fans out there, uh, there is a week zero game this fall. Sioux City East does travel August 19th to uh, Glenwood, and that'll kick off their season. So um, anything to add to that, Mitch? Absolutely. So we'll, we'll talk about we give out uh, like a, a pitcher or a hitter of the, the month or the week. Um, right now, it's Remnant St. Mary's can take it as a team, uh, but we were looking at it. Carter Short, my goodness. Uh, I do not want to be a batter uh, in the batter's box against you. Just erasing guys. I, I mean, 49 strikeouts, five uh, games played, 25 innings pitched. If you could guess his ERA, I'd be shocked, but his ERA is zero, folks. <laughs> yeah. Not a single earned run, two runs given up. Both of those um, aren't earned. They have nine earned runs on the season yeah. as a team. It's it's just unbelievable what this team has done so far. And you throw twenty five innings plus, and you only walk four guys. Oh, just just Very unbelievable, impressive. unbelievable. This Rems St. Mary's team off to a fifteen and zero start, and they've really been dominating kids. I mean, they're they're hitting three eighty one on the season too with their their entire team batting average, and when you're hitting that well and have a .68 ERA as a team. Uh, I mean, it's it spells nothing but success for them. So, you know, I would be I'd be shocked if we weren't talking about them early July uh, playing down in Carroll. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Well, thanks for listening in, and uh, I appreciate Mitch here as always, and uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. And we'll speak at you again next week. Thank you. <laughs>